All right, Dr. Cole, I want to switch gears right here. This is kind of uh, fun, this next topic, as we're going to bring on one of our experts uh, from Vision Quest Coaching, talking about um, the, you know, the Tour de France athletes and their unique training and what the kind of performance testing and metabolic testing uh, they go through. Uh, it's kind of interesting, probably stuff that people don't think about, right? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I mean, you could be training, you could be in your regular exercise routine, but if you're an endurance athlete, there's an absolute science behind the physiology of endurance. So if you're able to assess them and monitor them and then you train the heck out of them, you can actually see how they improve. So there's some really sophisticated technology that it's not that it's not easy to find. And you know, unless you're in these you know high-performance training facilities or even an elite athlete, most of these have traditionally been reserved for elite athletes when they're training for competitions, like Tour de France, which has uh, recently been on. Yep, absolutely. So let's bring on Robbie Ventura. It's good to have Robbie on. We had Robbie on, I think, a couple years ago on Sports Medicine Weekly. He is the founder and owner of Vision Quest Coaching, locations in Chicago, Glencoe, Illinois, and also Tucson, Arizona. And Robbie, how are you this morning? I'm terrific. How are you guys? Hey, great to uh, hear from you once again. Um, you know, Robbie's a pretty modest guy. He he basically, and if I you know if I misstated, but I know you were a professional cyclist for at least uh, ten to twelve years, and uh, I think you what you had over seventy victories in your professional career. I know you were in the U.S. World Team, and you rode the Track World Championship in Hamar, Norway. You placed fifth in the elimination. So you're obviously a veteran cyclist and I'm sure have a lot to share with people as cycling is just enormous right now um, from an exercise perspective. Yeah, cycling has become super popular. All endurance sports really have become super popular. A triathlon and marathon, as you, as you guys have seen. I mean, Doc, I know you've seen a lot of athletes that have fallen off their bikes this year because of, um, you know, they're out on the roads and they're out on the roads in, in mass. So we, we want to take care of those athletes. We want to help them out. We want to do what we can to make their training as efficient as possible. And this is just not elite athletes, but it's, it's everyday athletes, people just doing their first 20-mile ride, for example, or even learning how to clip in and clip out of their, their pedals. Um, we just have a pretty cool way of, of giving them a, a community to train with as well as some fairly sophisticated uh, testing methodologies that can help them um, cut the learning curve, sort of say, to, to improve at a faster rate. I remember uh, uh, several years ago when I trained for my first climb, I went to a facility and did... I, I was on a treadmill, and I, and I think this is what you do, but you'll have to tell me because I'm really interested in what the technology is. But I was on a treadmill, and I basically wore what was like a, the equivalent of a gas mask. And uh, they measured things like VO2 max and, you know, thresholds and things of that nature and gave me an index. This is the extent of my memory. This is all exercise physiology 101. And then that was used to sort of look at it as a, as a baseline. And then I got retested after six, eight weeks of of really training hard. This is when I trained to climb Rainier, and I was probably honestly overtrained. I don't think I needed to be at that level. Uh, incidentally, I'm doing it again in uh, September, so I may want to come in and see you beforehand if you don't mind. But tell me, tell me a little bit about like what it is when you do these assessments and how you use it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you, what you did was a was a VO2 max test, but it also gives you great information about the the metabolics that are going on when you're doing different sorts of exercises. And the, the key thing to understand for everybody out there is when we exercise, we use two fuels. We use fat and we use sugar. Those are the primary combustibles that give us energy to exercise. Um, protein is the other macro, and that's really a repairing tool um, or, or, or a tool to grow muscle. It's not necessarily something that's going to give you energy when you're out working out. So understanding how much fat or how much carbohydrate you're burning at different intensities 
helps us determine basically the type of training that we're going to need for the goals that we have. So if people want to go for long distances, they want to teach themselves to burn fat more efficiently. If they want to go for really short distances, like Usain Bolt or a sprinter, they want to get really good at the glycolytic energy system or the sugar burning, right, the, the fast switch muscle fiber engagement. So we have these tests that we can do, and they're very similar to the VO2 mass. We use blood lactate as well. And we do a really good job of understanding the athlete's metabolic system. And if you really understand their metabolic system, you can figure out what their rate-limiting factor is. Is it their high-end energy system that's holding them back? Is it their low-end energy system or their aerobic or their fat-burning energy systems? So once we figure that out, then we can prescribe a training program that meets the needs of not only their rate-limiting factors, but also their target event. And we do that through putting them on a bicycle or on a treadmill, pricking their finger and measuring their blood lactate response at different intensities. Because blood lactate is the byproduct of sugar burning or glycolysis. And if we know how much blood lactate they're spilling off at different intensities, we know how much sugar they're burning. And that gives us a really good, I know it's getting a little bit technical, but it gives us a, a really good insight to what their, their rate limiters are. And we can prescribe perfect intensities, both from a power perspective, from a pacing if you're running, or from a heart rate perspective if you're running or biking. So we can dial, dial, really dial in uh, a customized training plan for everybody who comes through. And we do this for people that are just starting out. I know this sounds a little bit overwhelming, but training at the right intensity really helps move the needle quicker than just going out and training randomly. Mm-hmm. Visiting with Robbie Ventura, founder and owner of Vision Quest Coaching. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. This is Sports Medicine Weekly. No, Robbie, what's interesting is that endurance athletes, so you've got guys who are just sort of muscle heads or trying to build muscle mass and so forth, right? And right. and you know, you're I guess you're you're gym rat. And then you've and then you've got people who are training with endurance. And there is a total totally different profile in terms of fat, carbohydrates, and protein, right? So when you at least the way I provisionally understand it is that Obviously, we all need protein for recovery, and one of the challenges of some endurance athletes is that I imagine they have trouble keeping muscle mass on. So amino acids, branched-chain amino acids, essential amino acids, and protein, whether it's you know the, the milk-based, whey-based, or, or vegan, what, what have you, they need protein, but they also have a higher utilization of fat and carbohydrates. Is that fair to say? Their diet will be a lot different than the individual who's trying to build mass and strength. Is that, is that pretty correct? Absolutely correct. And, and what's interesting um, is, you know, a lot of the muscle heads, the people that want to put on, you know, large amounts of, of muscle, you know, they're all almost thinking they don't want to do a lot of endurance exercise because that's going to, you know, make them more metabolically efficient, slow down their metabolism, so to say. So, you know, it, it's interesting. The more riding you do, the more efficient you get at utilizing calories, right? And if you're, you know, you're trying to put on muscle, you're trying to get real lean, you're trying to increase your metabolic rate, doing lots and lots of long endurance riding is not necessarily going to help that. It might hurt that a little bit. But to take even a step further, it's not just the training, like you talked about, that makes people more aerobic or more glycolytic or, or more muscly or less muscly. A lot of it is the diet. And if you, you eat a high-carbohydrate um, diet, you teach your body to burn more carbohydrates, Right. And you don't teach it to burn fat. So although you need carbohydrates to do the high-intensity intervals that we, that we prescribe, you don't always need all that carbohydrate on the long, easy days because we want to teach our body to really burn fat as a fuel source. 
because we have unlimited fat stores. We want to kind of preserve that glycogen for when we need it. So there's a diet component as well as an intensity mm. component to training that a lot of people don't think about. They just eat for whatever, and then their body never learns how to burn fat properly because they give it too much carbohydrate. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a fine balance there. But protein, 100%, branching aminos post-ride is really important because if you're doing high-intensity intervals, you're breaking down muscle eventually, and you have to keep that muscle on. So you have to balance both the endurance training with strength training because you have to maintain that stability and that strength if you want to keep durable during the season. Again, founder and owner of Vision Quest Coaching is with us, Robbie Ventura. Got to go here in a couple seconds, Robbie, but another question I had for you. What, what do you feel is one of the biggest things people do wrong when they set out to get fit on the bicycle? Yeah, I think a bike fit is such a critical element to success for endurance bike riding. I mean, being comfortable is really important, but more, but being efficient as well with your pedal stroke is super important. And what I think people do is they spend a lot of money on a really nice bike, and then they just hop on it and start riding it, and they're not fit perfectly for it. So if you're going to spend all this money and buy these nice bicycles, spend a little bit more money on a really good bike fit so you're getting your angles correct, your hips are in the right place, and if you have limitations biomechanically or, or from a range of motion standpoint, you have to adjust the bike fit to accommodate those. So you just can't go, my knee should be at this angle. You have to understand really what your flexibility range of motion is like and then accommodate the bike fit to that. And most people make the mistake of just saying, hey, my foot can touch the pedal. This feels about right. I'm just going to take off and go. And I think they lose a lot of speed. They, lose, they, they tend to get injured significantly more often. And I think they, they lose out on a big part of the experience of really enjoying the bike and maximizing their speed because their fit's not right. The website is visionquestcoaching.com. Robbie Ventura, <laughs> our guest here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Great stuff, Robbie. I tell you, it's it's interesting. And uh, I know Dr. Cole is one of those high performance athletes. Uh, far uh, from it. No, but I was just I was you're, just thinking you're, uh, you're a trainer yeah. for you know large mountains we go yeah in. but it's not i i may have to pay you a visit robbie you're very knowledgeable and uh i i am impressed and i and the things you're saying are accurate and um yeah i may have to i may have to come by and just have a little discussion with you so i, I would we love really, it yeah we really appreciate having you on this morning yeah and robbie appreciate man I, i've seen you you're, you're you're rock solid i'd love to have you in the gym and do some tests on you I'm sure you blow up a lot of the numbers for I sure. I doubt it. I doubt it, dude. Yeah. Final <laughs> qu- qu- final question, Robbie. Who does who 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 is your you know typical client? Yeah. Well, who comes see you? I mean, is it a high performance athlete? Is it the weekend warrior? You know, who's your target audience out there? We're pretty lucky. We have a fairly diverse uh, athlete range. I mean, we our our kind of target market is any person from the age of 25 to the age of 70 that really enjoys and wants to be efficient at getting fit through endurance sports. So we'll take on first-time triathletes all the way to people that are really trying to qualify for Kona or, you know, they want to do Leadville, which is an intense, super intense uh, mountain biking race. But we also take on people that are literally just trying to get out and do their first 25 miles on their bicycle. So we have a really diverse uh, set of testing that we can accommodate that level of athlete. Uh, but it's really people that are motivated to improve. Uh, that's, that's, that's the one thing, and they want to be part of a community that supports them. All right, great stuff. Appreciate it, Robbie. Thanks so much for joining us here. Thank you. Ciao, guys. Robbie Ventura, founder, owner of Vision Quest Coaching. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. When we return on Sports Medicine Weekly, it's our Ask the Doctor segment. Stay with us, Sports Medicine Weekly, only on... 
670 the score.